You are listening to Keystone's Stock Talk Podcast, Episode 6. Today we kick off with my comments on our recently released Breakthrough Canadian Small Cap Special Report. In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we review a viewer question on gaming stock NYX Gaming Group. And in our Stars and Dogs of the Week, we review Applied Optoelectronics and Crescent Point Energy Group. Now, if this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook. We're almost at 250 likes on our Facebook page. Some lucky listener once we hit the 250 is going to win that $599 report uh, completely free. So like us on Facebook. Now let's dig into the show. I would like again to welcome my co-host, Keystone's senior equity analyst, a father of one, and a man who is so excited for the kickoff of the NFL season this weekend. He not only shaved Go Hawks into his head, but into two other unmentionable locations on his body. Mr. Aaron Dunn. Thank you, Ryan. That's that's a rather odd way to start off the podcast today. I, I by the unmentionable parts, I assume you're you're talking about the left and right side of my chest. The left and right side of something, I think. Yeah, but no, I'm sure our analysts don't want to go there. Anyways, let's let, let, let's want. move on. We're uh, don't want to don't want to divert into a place we don't want need to be. But no let's talk about let's talk that. about finance here, Ryan. Let's talk about uh, big big day last week. You released the long-awaited. Uh, breakthrough report. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about our 2016 breakthrough small cap report. Um, Before we totally get into the report, though, I'd like to point out that our breakthrough stocks in our Canadian growth stock research are at the highest end of the risk profile of the companies that we look at um, and only suitable for those with above average tolerance for risk. They would be the high-risk, high-potential-reward type micro-cap situations. All of these companies have businesses. They're selling actual products and services with strong growth, but they are not as established as the companies we typically include in our focus buy portfolio. So I just want to point that out before we talk about these, uh, the report itself. Now, you want to ask a few questions on the report? Yeah, why don't we just start off by... You, you explained to me what, what it is you, you wanted to accomplish with the Breakthrough Report and what kind of companies um, are inside of it. What kind of That's companies good, were you researching? It's a good question. Now, in our research, as you know, we pour over thousands of financial statements each year. We search for that profile of that great growth stock with that great track record of strong earnings growth and growth prospects going forward. And, you know, it's trading at a reasonable price tag. Well, we also come across a number of select stocks that while they lack a track record, um, and they're not going to make it into our focus buy research typically, they show a great revenue growth and either just crossed into profitability or show the potential to do this over the next 6 to 12 months. We find with these stocks, and it's an advantage, often they have minimal to no analyst coverage, which can allow us to buy on the cheap before the larger financial industries identify them. Now, we identify them first. We go out and interview the management and find out the risks and the growth opportunities going forward with the stock. Again, they are high risk, high potential reward emerging growth stocks. Now this year, we selected one from the list to actually go into our focus buy uh, portfolio. 
Three were ranked in our spec buys. All three of those incidentally trade under a dollar. We added eight more stocks to our additional coverage, which we'll monitor for effective entry points over the course of this next 12 months. And we placed around nine potential breakthrough stocks in our monitor list. Each of these stocks in the report have full analyst notes, the business descriptions, stats on the company, and of course our conclusions on the stock at present time. Good, good. I'm looking, Ryan, I'm looking at the first line of the commentary in the report, and here's the quote. The single most powerful driver of a stock long-term is profits or earnings. Can you explain to me what, why this is the case? Um, what, why do earnings matter? Yeah, I mean, w we stress this all the time, but from corporate earnings, uh, corporations can grow their business organically by acquisition, and they can pay dividends to shareholders. And this is all without diluting existing shareholders, and that's the secret to long-term growth. But in this report specifically, it's just prior to or in the quiet months kind of following the release of a breakthrough profit report from these companies that potentially explosive share gains can be made. That is why our 2016 Breakthrough Canadian Growth Stock report focuses on 20 plus stocks that either just hit profitability or show a high likelihood of producing earnings for the first time over the next 6 to 12 months. And what, what size of companies are you looking at? What are the market caps on average? Well, there's a range here, but you know, from a tiny micro cap of just over 10 million to what we would call slightly beyond the small cap range of in Canada of about 100 or 1.5 billion. That said, the meat of the report focuses on micro caps as 15 of the stocks clock in with market caps of under 50 bill, uh, million. So they're true micro caps. Now, eight of the stocks trade for under a dollar right now. Okay. And uh, are you focused on one or two sectors, or do, do you have companies from a wide range of sectors? This again excites us about the report. There's 20 plus microcap stocks. They're handpicked, but they're from a diverse set of industries. So you can, uh, you, you have a diverse group of companies from which to choose from. There's technology related, manufacturing, energy, uh, a few infrastructure related stocks. Uh, apparel company, software, a couple automotive stocks, construction, pharma. And yes, we've even covered a, a few gold stocks in there. Gold, that's, gold. That, that's interesting because that's not something that Keystone usually covers. No, not typically. We in included them for, you know, grudgingly uh, for the, the, the clients that we have in our, in, our, in our client list that actually want exposure to that little yellow metal. We included three gold-related stocks. One is a driller. We've covered this stock for years, and we consider it to be well-run. Uh, the company is highly profitable, again, with the uptick in gold, and management sees continued growth from this relatively new fleet of drills in a hot geographic region. We also highlighted a high, higher-quality royalty-based gold stock and a higher risk small cap to intermediate producer, which operates a profitable existing mine and has a fully funded new mine build that is set to be a long life asset with a low projected cash cost. Now, again, we, we, we propose purchasing a strategy also in the report of half a position in that company and half in the, the, the royalty company and half in the higher risk uh, exploration and uh, producer. So there's a strategy that investors could use to play that segment. And are there any sectors in particular that, that caught your interest? 
Well, there's a number in there as we went through, but one uh, is infrastructure um, uh, in two areas, really. The Liberal win in Canada has had federal infrastructure spending on the rise. There's a st significant step, step up in the infrastructure investment is to be made over the next 10 years by the federal government. Uh, the new budget contains $120 billion earmarked for infrastructure spending over the next 10 years. That is double what was contained in the prior government's budget. Now, while we see infrastructure in the traditional sense, uh, roads, bridges, hospitals, etc., as being a solid area for investment, we also see technology infrastructure or infrastructure surrounding the Internet as a potential breakthrough area of growth. Now, if you look at the requirements for Apple TV, for Netflix, for Hulu, for Spotify, and ever-growing host of new services, that's created huge bandwidth requirements that cannot be met with existing infrastructure. There's a massive retrofitting of existing infrastructure with higher capacity fiber optic cable, as well as new network installations to remote communities, and it's costing billions of dollars, which makes it a billion dollar every year market. Now, infrastructure spending on behalf of telcos and governments is, is definitely on the rise. Bell in Canada recently announced plans to spend $20 billion nationally in its broadband fiber and wireless networks by the end of 2020. So that's over the next four years. Two, types of, two of the stocks included in our breakthrough report focus on technology or communication-based infrastructure and appear poised to capitalize on this spending over the next four years or more. Now we also highlight a couple of additional traditional infrastructure related small caps, making one of them a spec buy in the uh, report. And, and I think that one one thing that, that would also be helpful to understand too, because you throughout the report is very comprehensive. You have research on over 20 companies that have passed various criteria. A couple of these, like you've mentioned, are new recommendations, others added to your monitor list. But for, for a client that's just getting this report, what are some best practices to, to implement the research into their portfolios? Well, again, we always start by saying, have a quick read of the report. Uh, you'd be surprised at how many times you know people just look at symbols. You want to read and try to understand the company to some degree. Now, I understand it's a 61-page report. So where time is limited, focus on the conclusions on each stock and the analyst notes, and that'll give you an understanding of what we're talking about in our recommendation on the company. Now, remember, we're not recommending currently each stock in the report, so pay careful attention to the specific ratings on the stocks. Again, one stock out of the entire report is a focus buy. We're adding that to our focus buy portfolio. Three are ranked spec buys or speculative buys at this point. We are monitoring many of the stocks over the next 6 to 12 months for potential entry points. We've highlighted them for clients today, uh, so you can take a look at these companies. If they fit your profile of what you're looking for, by all means, you can add them to your portfolio. But some of these companies, we're just monitoring for uh, attractive entry points. And if they continue to grow over the course of this year, grow their financial position, we may add them to our uh, coverage and add them to our uh, focus buy portfolio. Sounds great. Where, where do I get my hands on the report? Well, as you know, they can go to www.keystocks.com. They can become a client to the small cap or Canadian small cap uh, growth stock service, or they can buy the report individually. It's $599, um, and you can sign that up on the front of the page today. Excellent. 
So we're gonna do, we're gonna move on here. We're going to uh, we're gonna go to our stock, your take. We received a an email from from one of the listeners here. By the way, we always encourage any listeners to to send in any questions that you have, and we'll do our best to cover them on the podcast. But this question in particular was about NYX Gaming. That is uh, symbol NYX on the TSX Venture Exchange. What this is, is this is a, a, a digital gaming software supplier. So they make games, and as I understand it, they also have their own platform for making games that they that they provide as well. Uh, the share price today is sitting just above $2. There's been excellent revenue growth over the last year. And the last quarter, Q2, revenues were up over 200%, $35 million. Um, Year-to-date, revenues doubled to about $55 million. The company did report positive um, EBITDA earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization on an adjusted basis. Adjusted EBITDA was $10.5 million for Q2, up from $2.5 million in the second quarter of last year. However, in spite of some pretty encouraging numbers that we've seen here on the top line, the the company has not yet reported positive earnings. And where the fundamentals really start to fall apart for us is when we look at the balance sheet. The, this company has $290 million in debt, which is a massive debt load for a company of this size. It's about $100-$150 million market cap, the value of its equity on the market. Uh, they also have another uh, $70 million in convertible preferred shares. So the capital structure to us looks a little bit messy. We're impressed with the revenue growth, but if we want to put things into perspective here, the company paid over $8 million in interest payments in its last quarter alone, which eats up almost all of the $10.5 million in adjusted EBITDA that they reported. What we fear when we look at a company like this is it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up as, as one of those countless stories that we've seen in the past that are putting out very impressive revenue growth numbers, either issuing a lot of shares or taking on a lot of debt to purchase assets, but they never really quite transition into real profitability. And, and when they do, profitability doesn't grow on a, on a per share basis. Um, in spite of the strong revenue growth, it, it just never seems to happen. So what, what, what the problem is with a high debt load as well when you have a small company like this is, is that it, it just really does not give the company a lot of flexibility to make mistakes or really to find opportunities. They've got, they've got very high interest payments. The more debt that they have, the less they're going to be able to take on unless they're able to, to achieve profitability. So if, if a new opportunity presents itself potentially in six months, 12 months, they may not be able to act on it um, if, if their debt levels are too high or they'll have to pay such a high interest rate that it completely nullifies any benefit that that, that acquisition would have. Um, so if, if certainly if the debt were being invested into assets that were turning out globs of free cash flow, then there would be something real to analyze, but that doesn't appear to be the case so far. So right now, this business model is unproven to us. Uh, we see a lot of financial risk in the capital structure. We would consider it speculative and we would not be purchasing shares at this time. But we would yeah. w- potentially follow it and look for a transition into solid profitability. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think your key point there is you know, eight million in interest payments and ten point five million in adjusted EBITDA in the quarter. It's you know, there's those interest payments aren't going away anytime soon. And you know, there is no opportunity for free cash flow to capitalize on much on opportunities going forward. And it, you know, makes this company um, unable to capitalize on growth opportunities other than going to the market uh, with shares or issuing more debt, which we would not recommend at this stage. Now we're going to move to our uh, stars and dogs segment. 
From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. We'll start this week with our Star, which is actually a stock we recommended in our U.S. growth stock research. It's Applied Optoelectronics, AAOI, on the NASDAQ. The company is a developer and manufacturer of advanced optical products, which are the building blocks for broadband fiber access networks around the world. They are used in internet data centers, CATV, broadband, and fiber to home markets. Now, the stock has definitely been a star over the past month. It's up 46%. Uh, this, past, this past week on uh, the 6th of September, the company reported a significant increase in its guidance for the third quarter and its September 30th. The company's shares surged around 15% on that day alone. Uh, the guidance came, revenue uh, was increased to around the 64 million range, up from around 57 million. And the earnings were really uh, targeted higher, 27 cents for the quarter, uh, up from the prior estimate of around 18 cents. Now, the company also additionally reported uh, earlier uh, the week prior to that that their market-leading 40 GPS and four and 100 gigabytes, sorry, optical transceiver modules. Uh, they had a new sale in this area, and this was to a new uh, hyper scale data center customer and they initial they had the initial orders from the customer just uh, reported two weeks ago. Now what is driving this growth? Again we talk about the huge bandwidth requirements that cannot be met by existing infrastructure. There's a, that massive retrofitting that's going on of, of existing infrastructure with high higher capacity fiber optic cable as well as new networks installations uh, across North America. Uh, the company in our books continues to be a star moving forward. It can have lumpiness uh, in terms of earnings and cash flow on a quarterly basis, but on a year-over-year -year basis, we're looking for higher highs in terms of cash flow and earnings and lower lows. Uh, so if you're looking two, three years out, we continue to like this company as a, a star long-term. Now we're going to move to our dog of the week. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's dog. The dog of the week is Crescent Point Energy, CPG is the symbol on the TSX exchange. Crescent Point is an oil and gas producer operating primarily in Western Canada. The stock is off about 22% over the past couple weeks. Last Thursday, with the shares trading at just over $22, $22.26, the company announced a $650 million financing at a price of $19.30. So that's a greater than 13% discount to the closing price that day. That means investors who bought the shares in the open market that day may or may not have a bone to pick with management. Um, this is a company that I remember hearing a lot about uh, several years back when oil was trading around the $100 mark. For years, it seemed like it was a favorite pick uh, for portfolio managers in the energy space. It seemed to me like it was the most talked about, or at least one of the most talked about oil producers in the in the financial media at the time. But one of the problems that we had with the company back then, which is a problem that we still have today, is that they were a they are a serial issuer of shares, their own shares, to raise capital in the markets. Portfolio managers seemed to love it because they invested a lot of capital into growth projects. But because they were always issuing shares, the share count was rising. 
Um, we never really saw the company generate growth on a per share basis, so shareholders never really benefited. Of course, now the stock is hindered by a, a weak oil market. But when we when we look at the performance over the past five years, the share price of Crescent Point is down 56%. And if we compare that to the S&P TSX capped energy index, of which Crescent Point is a member, that index is only down 26% over that period. So Crescent Point has substantially underperformed its benchmark of Canadian energy companies and is very deserving of our title of Dog of the Week. Yeah, again, I agree with your key points there. A serial issuer of shares um, and the, the fact that this company is just not uh, as underperformed the benchmark considerably uh, over that period of time uh, makes it a dog and will, you know, for us it will continue to be a dog going forward. I'd like to thank everybody again for listening this week. I'd like to thank my co-host Aaron for uh, putting up with the start of the podcast again this week. And uh, I'd like to remember you to, for you to remember to sign up on SoundCloud and iTunes and to have our podcast that way sent to you each week. Uh, our clients, I'd like to encourage you to log into your account. We're just posting some videos which talk more specifically about the stocks in our breakthrough report and have provide more details on them. And non-clients, if you want to get a hold of that, you got to become a client today. Profitable investing. Thank you. Profitable investing.